The Frequency 49 show is brought to you by Niner Empire GB. Welcome to the Frequency 49 show. I'm Kat Victorino and joining the conversation today is Simon Holdsworth. And returning to the show, Mr. Paul McDonald. Gentlemen, welcome. Hi, everybody. Help. Help me now, please. <laughs> Hi, everyone. It's great to be back on the show. We were all talking off air that, uh, you know, we ha- we sometimes we get our butterflies. I will be honest and be the first to tell on myself. I am always nervous right when we're starting to record. But you will soon settle in, Paul, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm my, my knowledge will be, I will be found out as a fraud. <laughs> so let's talk some football. So dare I say the Niners were home last week in Los Angeles as the Niner Empire took over the uh, Los Angeles Coliseum and proceeded to pummel the Rams 20 to 7. So what do we think about this game, guys? It was an absolute walkover. Um Fantastic to watch. The first, I've got to say, the first series offensively and defensively, I was slightly worried. I think quite a few of us were worried. You know, is this going to be the game that trips us up? Once they, once the guys settled into the game, it was, it was a spectacle to watch. Definitely. I mean, as Paul said, it it started a little bit. Uh, everyone was kind of like, "Wow, they're just running through us," and have we reverted to type and. And by the end of it, we were like the the school bully holding the little kid by the forehead as they were kind of swinging away, trying to get to us. And it was that dominant. It really was. Well, Garoppolo was 24 for 33 with 243 yards and an interception. Goff was 13 of 24 for 78 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, I was a little nervous myself, um, especially with the way Jimmy was releasing the ball. It sure felt like he was hanging on to it just like half a step too long. The fact that they held on to the ball for almost two-thirds of the game, 38 and a half minutes or something like that, it it shows that the offense are doing something. Okay, they're not perfect. by, By any means, they are far from perfect. And the um, the interception was a glaring mistake, but that's what it was. it was a mistake. It's a mistake by a QB that was taking chances, which is something that 49ers QBs haven't done for quite a while. We've been mediocre in offense for a long, long time. Now, the the 38 I say the 38 minutes that they held onto the ball in this game, they you know they're, they're proving themselves and they are getting better all the time. And I think it's, hopefully it's just going to continue getting better. Can I put a question out there? Um, I am not taking over as host, Kat. I do apologise. But it, it's it's just a question that came to me in my head. Would you guys say that this was an ugly win? Depends on how you would incorporate ugly. I mean, were we the fast, free-flowing offence of, of last week against the Browns? No. But you have to take into consideration that we had both starting tackles missing and mm. and juice as well. So a lot of the the schemes that that, that free him up and obviously the, the the run options where he's a an integral block blocker won't have been on the uh, on on the play sheet. So it was ugly in terms of it was more of a smash mouth, hard nosed, beat down victory. 
but I think it was sweeter because of those obviously those players that we had missing. And the Rams are a better team than yeah, than we'd yeah. come up mm. against previously. Well, and it certainly felt like the Rams did not play to their potential. That was not the team I expected to see um, out of the Rams. Um, but in terms of ugly, I would say definitely the first half was, or at least the first quarter was definitely ugly. I wouldn't call it an ugly win only because it it was one of those situations where they pulled up their bootstraps and, and made it better, you know, as the game went on. It wasn't like it was, you know, real inconsistent like we saw with um, uh, the Steelers win where it was very up and down. There were some really clean plays and then there were some real cruddy plays Obviously, we have some things we need to address in terms of special teams, and um, you know, and we still make our stupid mistakes. We're still getting penalties that we shouldn't be getting, but I don't think I would classify this as an ugly win. I think this was an improved win. It's funny because we can not—I don't want to say sympathize with the Rams because I will never sympathize with the Rams, but we we understand where they're yeah. at because we've been there so many times where our defense is always on the field and and can't get that offense off the field you know so it's nice to be on the other side we 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 managed the game is it's game management which is something that you probably couldn't have said about a a 49ers team for for quite a while and i think one of the things we have to do as well is give massive props and i can't believe i'm saying this after last season but to robert salah absolutely Um, i've been i've been reading and, and watching a couple of videos on on a few websites this week and after that first Rams drive, he disappeared to the back of the benches and watched the watched the the game back and made some subtle changes. And he said, you know, we were getting different looks from the Rams than we expected, and they made alterations. And you know, after that, we saw what happened. I mean, I think the Rams had it was something like fifty eight yards on the initial drive, and then only a hundred and one yards in the entire game after that, which is which is an incredible change round. So he's developing as a defensive coordinator. I love how amped up he is. You can see that the players are buying into it. And, you know, we've got the best defense in the league. And I'm, I'm so happy about that. Well, buying into it. I mean, good Lord, the defense held them on all of their third downs, all of their fourth downs. I mean, they could not convert a first down. That was impressive. The, the, it was yeah, fabulous. It, really was. It, it was impressive. It, it showed that not only is the D progressing, but I think the the amount of time that the offense spent on the field meant that the defense were always fresh when they came onto the field and they were able to um they were able to go through the plays and make sure that the rams didn't get anywhere near a, a third or fourth down well and they're second in points per game allowed with just 12.8 points per game but the pats lead the, the league with 8 points per game i mean how can you not gush about this defense and the direction it's going. The front four, definitely. And on, on most of the players, we're only rushing four as well, which I think is why, you know, we're, we're so good in, in coverage is because we're not having to overcommit with blitzes. And I think we we blitz, blitz less than most teams in the NFL, but yet we lead the league in quarterback pressures and quarterback hits, which is an unbelievable start. And, you know, we, we picked up D Ford in, in free agency, which was a, um, you know, a really big thing for us because whilst we had the interior linemen in DeForest Buckner and, and dare I say, Eric Armstead, we didn't really have much off the edge. But now we've got D Ford and Nick Bosa, who looks an yeah. absolute stud. You know, they're gonna they're gonna terrorize um, offenses for uh, for years. The Redskins should be worried, I think. 
Anything else we want to go over with this game? We have a bunch of questions we need to go over. We got lots to move on to. I'd say let's go to the questions and see if that feeds any thoughts. Oh, you know it will. Come on. <laughs> so Simon had posted, not realizing he was recording today. The whole feel of the ball club is different this year. What does our panel feel is the main reason for that? Success breeds success. It's as simple as that. The winning breeds the confidence, I think. Yeah. The, you know, the first game, okay, you know, they won the first game. It was impressive. The second game, yeah, they won that third game. There's something going on here. Fourth uh -huh. game, yeah, <laughs> you know, and then the fifth game, they, they walked into the fifth game and they just took the stadium away with them, basically. You know, the, the 49ers own LA now. <laughs> so it, it, it's got it's to breed. It's a good feeling. It's got to breed a good feeling in the locker room right through the team. And when the players feel good, they're going to play good. Well, and how many times have we said that the Niners have no idea what winning feels like until this year? So now they know what it feels like. Yeah. Does that answer your question, Simon, do you think? Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> so Jason and Jason Orgo and Steve Panda Richardson both touched on the Sala. Um, with the defense playing so well, Jason says, is it only a matter of time before Robert Sala is approached for head coaching jobs? And if so, does he take one? And Steve continued with, is Sala even worry of a worthy of a head coaching position? Is it the players being great or is it the scheme and the coaching? Let's discuss this. Yeah, I think it's just the start of something, isn't it, here? Um, certainly for Robert Sala. And it tends to be offensive coordinators that, that are picked after one successful season, aren't they? You know, I remember Vic Fangio was obviously a, a defensive stalwart and it took him years to get even talked about in circles for being a head coach. So um, hopefully he stays and, you know, he needs, to, he needs to carry on the good work that he's started because this is just the start for this unit. So what I'm hearing is that he is potentially worthy, but maybe not yet. I think that's fair, yeah. I think as well with the amount of passion that Salah showed during the win against the Rams, he's he's not just sort of financially invested in this team in that he's getting paid by them. He's emotionally invested in this defence as well. And I think he would have to be offered a very special deal right now to go anywhere else. Is he ready for head coach position, which is one of the questions? No, I don't think so. Not yet. But... He will be on people's radar who would maybe pick him up and try and train him up as a head coach. I don't think he'd take it. I think he's too emotionally invested in the 49ers as of right now um, to, to consider something like that. Well, and he is almost at the point where his entire defense has he hand-selected. You know, those are almost, mm. I think we only have three or four players maybe that starters, I'm speaking of starters, that were here prior to him. So I really feel like he's, you're right in that he's emotionally invested because most of those players he selected to be on this team. So there, there is a lot of investment there. Absolutely. Speaking of, speaking of his emotional investment, on NFL.com they always have a top five catches or a top five running players and... This week, they had top five emotional reactions by Robert Fallow. It, it was fantastic. Love it. Absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Oh, love it. Well, and I enjoy seeing that kind of passion out of a coach. It tells me they're yeah. paying attention. They care. They're enjoying what they're seeing out of their team. I think it's great. 
definitely and you, and you can see you can see there's almost an element of we we knew we were going to be good and they're almost kind of sticking two fingers up at people like, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. All all the doubts all the doubters I mean and that includes the fan base as well Absolutely. because the last year you know we were kind of saying you know what is this guy who is he what is he doing you know look at this player call that he's been down up and now he's kind of, you can see the emotion in him he's like I knew this was coming kind of thing and he's got his own guys in as you said cat and you know, long may it continue. Well, and, you know, good on him for sticking it out because, you know, we, uh-huh. we were highly critical of him. And I think our minds have been changed. So Nathaniel, who is on vacation here in the States, uh, wants to know, should the American faithful be funding me with a visa to stay in San Francisco as the Niners have won two more games since I stayed out here? Two of which were were going to be a challenge. What do you think? Am I supposed to foot the bill for this boy to stay out here so we keep winning? No. <laughs> you're, supposed to fly, you're supposed to fly me out there and I'll go out there. <laughs> well, I can share that my husband and I had a really great time with him and his wife the last two days. So, And I'm hoping that they enjoyed themselves as well. So the answer, Nathaniel, is no. The American <laughs> fan base is not going to be sponsoring your visa. Uh, okay, but on a serious note, is Lynch being noticeable pitch side having a positive impact on the players? I think he was there last year as well, though, wasn't he? He's just he's a football guy, isn't he, John Lynch? Yeah. He's, obviously, he's not been long retired, so he wants to be at the coal first, so to speak, I think. Well, and if you remember back to day one or game one of uh, three years ago, he was, you know, at the end of the game, he was on the sidelines even when we were losing. So he's being very consistent in his behavior of supporting the team through the good and the bad. And I think it's great. But that's just me. Andy Mitchell. He keeps seeing statements that we're going to be 9-0, and going to be unbeaten until December. I say we have a game at 1 p.m. Eastern in Washington, and that's as far as we should be thinking ahead. And that, I think that, but I think this raises a concern, though, and I know it's a concern of mine, looking ahead. Do you think the team is going to overlook the Redskins? Overlook the Redskins at our peril. Simple as that. Absolutely. Definitely, but there's a, there's an aura about the players, isn't it? They just the defense just want to beat people up, and the offense just want to run over people. And I don't think that stops. I think that's a week to week thing. I think that they, you know, the fan base may look ahead, but I can't see I can't see the coaches and the playing staff doing that as uh, as you both said. No late night for you guys this week. No, <laughs> makes a change. Makes a, makes a nice change. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, my husband and I were in, uh, I guess you would call it NFL Nirvana on Sunday because we woke up, rolled over, turned on the TV, and the London game was on. And so we had football from 6 in the morning until 8.30 at night, and it was just all football all day. Whereas uh, we normally have football from 8.30 at night until 6 in the morning. In the morning, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So Mark Lyon, he, he, he made some cute questions, but then he, he does have some serious questions. Um, and one is about special teams. We can't make kickoffs go for touchbacks. So at some point we're, get, we're ripe for a kickoff return for a touchdown. There are also issues with field goal kicking trio, which is probably partly a result of Gold's holdout or Gold's holdout. So not too much time to gain familiarity with a rookie holder. The decision-making on our return unit seems suspect. Am I right that special teams is our weak point waiting to be exploited? It does look questionable, doesn't it? 
Maybe, maybe they're just because of the time of possession, they're just bored out of their mind by the time they get on the get on the field. <laughs> They've forgotten what to do. <laughs> yeah. How do I, I snap I, this I, ball? <laughs> well, well, see, seriously, obviously Kyle Nelson's out, so we, you know, we have we have, we, we have a new long snapper, and we've also been through one long snapper already this season, which isn't going to help. We have a a rookie punter who is an, an Aussie rules guy, and. You know, holding is quite a technical job, as though it's like you just kind of on one knee and you catch the ball and put it upright. But it's got to be perfect. And I think that kickers are like goalkeepers in the fact that they, you know, they they like everything to be spot on and, and normal. And you know, Robbie Gould doesn't become a bad kicker over overnight. Um, so I'm sure it'll rectify itself uh, in terms of the players kicking. But um, yeah, special teams. Uh, Michael Wandy wouldn't want to hear us say this because Mark and Zocchi does all his best work on special teams. So <laughs> apologies, Michael, if you're listening. But yeah, special teams is a bit of a concern, um, particularly with, as I said, kickoffs not going for not going for touchbacks. You're always susceptible to a to a run back. Absolutely. So this week, we're heading into Washington, actually Maryland, but we're taking on the Washington Redskins, who, um, yeah, they're pretty suspect right now, guys. Yeah, they are. What do you guys think is our biggest concern with the Redskins right now? That we take them lightly. I think that's the only, cons- <laughs> that's the, that's the only way I can see them doing it. I mean, I, I mean I, I'd love to see us give somebody an absolute shellacking, you know, like yeah. a 40, 50... 50 burger, maybe, you know, just an absolute pasting. That would be fantastic. And, you know, if they if they go out with the same attitude as they did against the Rams and, we you know, we, we can open up the playbook a little bit, um, you know, there's, there's, every, there's every chance we could do that. Well, the Redskins are 30th in the NFL, averaging 15 points per game. The Niners are third in the NFL, averaging 29.4 points per game. As long as we play our game, do you see a huge blowout? If if we play like we played against the Rams, um, for given the first quarter or so, yes, there could be a big blowout. It depends whether they can maintain the momentum from this week from last weekend and bring it forward to an to an earlier game across the country. Yeah, that's that's a, something that we haven't really touched on, is it? It's obviously on the east coast, and that may prove to be, you know, a, an integer that we haven't really taken into consideration. But this team are going places, man. I just think that we're just too talented for them. And like you say, we've got that winning mentality and the the bit between our teeth now. So I can't see anything other than a Niners win. So the Niners have opened as nine and a half point favorites for the game. Anybody got any? Uh... Ideas what you think the score is actually going to be, Paul? What do you um, think? Don't go I'm, quiet I'm, on me, Paul. I need you. <laughs> I'm going to say three scores. I think the the, the way we performed against the Rams and uh, the 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 eventual score against them, yeah, it was only a thirteen point differential. We we deserved more. We just didn't complete on all of the attempts that we had. Um. And let's not let's not forget the Rams were last season's reigning NFC West champions. Um, so to you know to go into LA and do that, the Rams were going over to a team that barely beat the Dolphins last week. We we should be able to <laughs> seriously ramp up the score. So I'm going to say three scores. Okay, Simon. I'm going to go bigger. I think it'll Ooh. be at forty-one-three. Whoa! Forty-one-three. That that's big. 
41-3. Well, you know, the Redskins are allowing 27.8 points per game. Uh, That could very well happen. If we're averaging almost 30 points, that could very well happen. Absolutely. They've won five so far. They've got momentum behind them. So this weekend, not counting chickens, uh, but this weekend would be six. We'd only need three more wins out of the rest of the season to break the, the, the eight-game barrier, the 500 season. So I think, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to be a better than 500 team this season. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, there it's going to be... In, invariably, we are... I don't think we're going to go unbeaten. So mm. it's... More about how we respond to the first L as and when it comes. Yes. Um, you know, I'm going to be an on my my missus is a Ravens fan, so I'm going to be an honorary Raven this weekend as well as being a <laughs> a Niner because they're playing the the Sea Hags. So um, the Seahawks game is going to be pivotal. Pivotal. Sorry. Uh, if the Seahawks are still only a one loss team by then, then you know it's it's kind of up for all the marbles, isn't it? In terms of yeah. division, I think. Um, so you know, if whereas if the Seahawks lose to the Ravens and we're still unbeaten, the pressure's really on them, and you know we can continue in that rich vein of uh, of success. But um, but there, you know, we we could already be uh, eight wins by then, can't we? Is are they is it week ten? Is it the Green Bay game? Oh no, week ten. Week ten is is Seattle. So it's you know we we could have even been qualified for the playoffs by then. Um, I think we've got a pretty. Steady. It's week twelve. Is the Packers game, mm-hmm. and uh, and then week fourteen is the Saints. That's right. Yeah, we've got the the Holdsworth Bowl as we like to call it in our household. So Niners and Ravens on in in between those two games. So those three games are going to be, you know, one after the other. The Packers, the Ravens, and um, who was the other one? The Saints. Uh, the Saints. Saints. Sorry, that's a that's a tough stretch of fixes. So that could be. We definitely get an idea of where we are as a ball club from those three fixtures, I think. Let's just not look ahead of the Redskins. Yes. That's always my fear, no, no, is that we're going to be looking the week ahead and not play our game because we go in assuming that we're going to win the game. I just don't, you know, Deepak, you made the best point last week about don't look ahead. Just focus one Sunday at a time. Uh, Simon, do you want to go over the pick six? Yes, I can do. So there was one pick six this week. So big round of applause to Jason Argo. There were some surprising results, I think it's fair to say. Um, and that, So the overall lead is still held by Kieran Walton, who I think has got two pick sixes this uh, so far this season. Second place is yours truly, which is more by luck than design. <laughs> Um, and third place, Jason Argo, um, and a whole host of other people, sort of um, just slightly behind him. It's it's a nine point lead for Kieran, but um, obviously it's still early days as yet. So keep doing your pick sixes, and uh, it'll be a good competition right up to uh, the season end. And some of us will be taking some risks, hoping to catch back up. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else we want to go over before we sign off? Yeah. How's Martin's Ducks doing these days? I have not heard an update on Martin's Ducks. Martin, we need an update. We do. Are there more of them? Have they killed each other in the bath? (laughs) (laughs) These are the tough questions we need to answer. Yeah. (laughs) 
Okay, well, I guess we've reached the end of our show. No, don't say it's over. Uh, it's already <laughs> over. How did it go by so fast? What did we miss? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Audionautics.com for the music. Thanks to Andy Mitchell, Daryl Nils Hanman, Deepak Gohill, Graham Ross, James Little, Jason Argo, Mark Lyon, Nathaniel James, Neil Jepson, Paul McDonald, Rob Newell, Ross Irwin, Simon Holdsworth, and Stephen Box for all the work they do on the show and in the group. My apologies if I missed anyone. And if you would like to be involved in the show, just let us know. We're always looking for members to help out, contribute, or appear on the show. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Niner Empire GB, and on Facebook, search for the group Niner Empire GB. Be sure you check out the Frequency 49 blog on Podbean or your favorite podcast site. You can also email us at Frequency49Show at gmail.com. So, guys, it's time to say goodbye. Bye, everybody. Goodbye! <laughs> Paul, make sure you come back again soon. I will, as soon as it is possible for me to do so. Awesome. On behalf of Simon Holdsworth and Paul McDonald, I'm Kat Victorino. Enjoy the game this week. Go Niners! <laughs>